Baseball Classic, Trout versus Otani. You think we'll see that tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. Uh, it's. I think it's the best matchup we can ask for um, when it comes to – I mean, listen, they're, they're already calling this game to be the most watched baseball game of all time. Not – like out of all the games, out of all the baseball games that have been played, I saw the I saw the list. I can't I can't I can't oh here uh no no I can't figure out what the list is. But they're the biggest like World Series game I think of all time was like fifty four million people tuning in. Mm-hmm. But with the Japanese market and US they're they're saying it's gonna blow that out of the water. So this will be this will be a crazy game. How do you feel about the potential for injury in games like in the world baseball classic you see edwin diaz is no longer now he got hurt patilla tendon sell i mean you got here it's celebrating right so it's not like it's baseball injury yeah during the game play, but what are your thoughts on that if you're a gm for a major league baseball team and you got these guys locked into guaranteed money what are your thoughts on this um listen i mean these guys can get injured in the offseason you know you've had players get injured while they're at home you know you're going to get injured and i feel like if you if you're going to put on that jersey for your for your country i think it's it goes with the risks so and um you know quite frankly this this whole tournament wouldn't be anything if we were just getting the second and third tier players to play for usa you know the guys who might not even even be starters on teams, so people people wouldn't even watch. So the fact that these guys are putting on the jersey, wearing the wearing their colors, and and it's all of baseball's best players in one area is 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 great for the sport. It's great for TV. It's great for fans, and it's great to see. I mean, look at we get we get to have people are watching batting practice for the USA team because they get to see Ken Griffey Jr. still yeah. swinging the bat. They get to see him like him doing the little like chatting with Trout and they're talking about stances and how he's – and then and then like they have these batting cage videos with Griffey talking to Mookie Betts about high out, you know, what, what you should do with this pitch or that pitch. And it's like the my generation greatest player, Ken Griffey Jr., now – teaching the new these these new generation players which is so crazy because their eras are so far apart and so different but the mechanics and everything is you know the same right and now these days they have all the analytics and all the information but you still have a guy like king griffey jr in there and being like hey you know he was telling mookie betsy that he's like hey if he throws it high and away just go with it he's already he's giving you He's giving you a layup in the sense that you're already trying to lift the ball. If it goes, if it's high and away, take it the other way, put it in the air. So it's so cool to see. And and Griffey taking batting practice was so awesome. He's he's still got it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he's he's a special he's a special guy. I mean he he I don't think he could still play play because you know I've seen him in 08 and, and 010 when he came back home, but uh, he's he's still the swing is still there. He gets a hold of a ball, it's gone. I mean he's still got that right. That that's still yeah. very much there. He still has the the swing. I mean try to find me a, a more beautiful swing. I mean I'm gonna always geek out on Griffey. You know everybody knows how I feel about about Junior, but yeah, that, it is a really cool experience for a lot of those young players. I also think it's a great 
precursor to the baseball season. I think it's an awesome opportunity to get more people involved. It's like the World Cup of baseball. And yep. you have you have these these stars that represent their country and you can kind of see the globalization of our sport. The globalization of baseball being, you know, on showcase with the World Baseball Classic. Ronald Acuña Jr. and the team Venezuela. You got Luis Roberts and and um and others on uh, uh, uh Johan Mokana Mokana um on Canada. Ah, I can't say this word. I can't say his Makata. last name. Makata um with uh team Cuba and then you've got Puerto Rico with Edwin Diaz and um you've got um the Dominican, Dominican that team with that team everybody let down that team that yeah. team has everybody from one to nine is like that's a scary lineup. Right? One to nine. So you got an incredible showcase of where talent is. You got Team Canada with Freddie Freddie Freeman. That's I know, that's right? About it. Oh um, but yeah, I, I just it's an interesting way to look at baseball and how it's globalized and sort of it's not soccer. I get that, and it's but I think it's more global than 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 uh, football. I think basketball and soccer are definitely more of a global sport. But I mean, baseball's right there. Um, you don't. I mean, Great Britain. I don't know what's going on with the jerseys. I don't. I think. Oh my Nike God. Produced those like it's almost like someone just took a nap and decided. All right, here we go. We only yeah, got two days. Fifth, you better print them. They found a fifth grader and said, "Design our jerseys for us." You just put Great Britain on the front. <laughs> Pretty sad. They would have been better off. They would have been better off just putting the face of the Queen, you know, on the jersey. <laughs> I'm serious. People would have been like, "That's cool." The Queen just like, you know, so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> It's just so terrible. It's like, I mean, can you imagine? You can't just think about this for a second. Just imagine, uh, uh, and you know, these decisions are made with committees and, and, and groups. There's a there's there's a group of executives all sitting around in a big in a big you know conference table or a conference room. This big old table with mahogany wood, and they're all sitting back and they're all making this this grand decision that they're gonna. This is how they're gonna be represented in front of the world. Everybody had to take a look at that jersey and went. And have to go, yeah, that's it. That doesn't get much better than that. That is what that's yeah. it right there. Like that's a bunch our of country people right had, there. That's our they had to literally sit around and make that decision, all of them. And and with you know a consensus to a degree, going, yeah. I mean, they could have put know, like a was Roman. Yeah, they could have put like a landmark on their jersey and it would have been better, you know. Anything, man. Anything. And then you got you got you know, Mexico. Randy Orizarina, uh, uh, Randy Orizarina. I can't say anybody's name today. Randy, Randy um, Orozarina. Orozarina. Yeah, his. He was story, supposed to play for. Yeah, he was supposed to play for, for Cuba. 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 Yeah. But because of his story, how he was able to defect, and he wanted he, he petitioned to petition to become a, a Canadian a Mexican citizen so that he can play for Team Mexico, and the president oh, awarded yeah. it. It was a, it's a really cool story. I mean, storylines are pretty cool. I mean, here's a storyline: Mike Trout's playing meaningful baseball. Finally. Yeah. So think about that. Mike Trout's playing Mike Trout's playing in sold out stadiums. Yeah. That never happens. There's that too. There's that too. So <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just I'm serious. I mean, I mean, when's the last time the Angels sold out a game? I, I mean it's probably been a while. I'll wait. Like since the last time they were in the playoffs, they don't sell out. People in California are lazy. Sorry. They're lazy. They're not very they're not fan oriented. They don't go to the games just to go to the games. They don't support their team if they suck. You're not Green Bay fans. You know, Green Bay's four and eight. They everybody's at that game. Doesn't matter who shows up, the game's sold out. So it's it's uh I'm sure he loves it. He loves it. And it's it goes back to Nolan Arenado. Arenado was like, you know, 
we we know the risk, but we're this is like getting us ready to be like mid-season form come season, right? Some of these guys, it takes weeks for them to get into groove and see those pitching. And now they're seeing pitching from all over the, the league. All and 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 we can transition right into to what we're what we're gonna talk about. Is like you're seeing all these new faces on all these different teams come out of nowhere and they're they're becoming stars. So That's, let's talk that might about might be a good segue, right? It is a good segue. Maybe we should segue into what does this do to their card market? What does this do to the, the card market of some of these star players or some of these younger players? Or maybe players that at least Robert, he didn't show very well. So no. what's that do? I mean, there's players that didn't have the best series. And I know. I wonder how that affects their card prices. I don't think it's going to affect it. I don't think it'll affect it too much. I think I think people are mainly focused on like the the national pride aspect of the of these games and you know being able to go and represent your country or maybe you know I have buddies who are like, hey, I was born like I have a buddy. He just made a post today. He was like, I was born and raised in Japan, but I'm a U.S. citizen, you know. And he's like, who do I root for? And I'm like, yeah, you root for both of them. You know, you root for a good game. You root for, you know, we don't, we want to see like a 9-8 game, right? You know, something where there's home runs, there's action, you know, that kind of stuff. So, and 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 that goes with some of these other, some of these players who like barely have any, you know, they, they have like the ties with the other countries and now they're playing for a country like, like Trace Thompson, like he was playing for Great Britain. I'm like, it does he have does he is he from there or like does his he have like a, a family member from there like why is he playing for great britain yeah do we know that yeah, I, don't, I don't know like i saw him on the team I, and I was I, like why is he on i'm like clay wait, I look, what? yeah you look up some of these players profiles and either they're a dual citizen their parents were born there but they've yeah. grown up here they, they don't live there i mean uh harry ford he's a mariner his parents are both from there born there but he's not from there and he's yeah. grown up in Georgia, right? I mean, he's not. That's yeah, and maybe it's just like, hey, I parents. want, you know, I want to make my parents, you know, I want to represent, you know, my parents' heritage. Right. So correct. correct. But yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, I wish, as a Dodger fan, I wish Trey Turner would do this in the big games when we had him. You know, guy <laughs> yeah. fell flat. You know, making errors and not hit, not hitting the ball. Now this guy's hitting home, hitting grand slams and winning games for. For Team USA, it's it's good to see, but um, yeah. So, um, what time is that game? By the way, it's like what time is that, that game on? Do you know? It it's is. Gonna, I mean, it is going to be. And I'm just curious. World baseball. Six p.m. Six, 6 p.m. I don't know if that's my time. I just have it on my thing, yeah, but it says 6 p.m. So it would be your time. So that's gonna, yeah. So 7 p.m. Four, Eastern. So, so yeah, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, it's gonna be a great game. Yeah, it's gonna be a great It'll game. It'll be a really good game. It'll be a good game. It'll be fun to watch. Okay, so let's. Uh, anything you want to talk about today? Anything you want to bring up? Um, did you want to talk about Roki? Let's talk about Roki. So this, we're we're still in that the main of World Baseball Classic. I definitely want to. Okay, so here's something that Mike and I were talking. We were talking about this yesterday. Um, first Bowman Chrome. 
and players getting their first Bowman Chrome card. And people like Otani, I think Juan Soto didn't even have a first, right? Did he didn't have a base. He just had autos. He just had the autos. So walk me through why that happens. What happens there? And, and Roki might be the same thing. He's probably going to jump right into. I don't. And I, I, I don't even that? know if he'll even have. He'll have like a Bowman card, maybe like a, like whatever that prospect. It'll be like just a prospect card. But then he'll he'll the next set might even just be like his rookie because he might just be right into the bigs. So, but it's I I, I was reading up on that. So the the Japanese the posting system they call it where mm-hmm. these players are like available when, when they can become available and, and how much the team has to pay if they're a, a willing to relinquish that player to the major leagues. Like most of the time, a player is not even available. They have to play nine years in Japan, and then they can become like a, an available free agent, international free agent. So for Roki, he's 21. He signed in like 19. So they're saying that he won't even be able to become officially available till 2027 unless the team is willing to cut a deal, basically. And based on that, the teams get an, an obscene amount of money. I mean, if his, his contract's going to be probably well over $50 million, they get like 20% of the first $25 million. They get 17% of the next, like, 25 million dollars and then anything after that they get an additional 15 percent. anything after that so um it's kind of interesting because it's like does that team does that team need that money then they're like hey well this, this is one player we're going to get all this money then we can go out and get other players so but but if he ends up coming over it's going to be he's just going to be right into the bigs so like otani's like actual first bowman card was his japan card and it's like a it's like a mega box it's the mega the mojo box mojo cards it's just a, it's out of a mega and they sell for tons of money like good money so um i think that's going to be with the same with him especially i was just i was reading i i hadn't even really looked into him very much outside of just recently so mm-hmm. i was reading like he threw a perfect game last year um he threw another game where he threw eight perfect innings. So um, I think he could be really, really good. But what is that? That market's like, you got like six teams that are going to be in on that guy, right? Because he's just going to be, he's going to want to, they're going to get a lot of money out of him. And it's going to be the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. You know, like (laughs) it's going to be a big market team. So. And what's, he's a pitcher, I mean, I mm-hmm. know Shohei Altani has sort of bucked the trend a bit as a pit, but he's also a dual player, so there's a difference yeah. there. Right? I mean, he's been an MVP, and I think that's changed that narrative on the pitcher. But does this does this start to maybe change that trend? You see another high profile pitcher that's going to be a chase. Do you think he will will be he will he be the exception, or will this will um, we start to see pitchers get some of that love? I don't know the international the international draw will always be there. Guys like, you know, um, Hideki Matsui, Ichiro, uh, I mean, even Dice K. I mean, remember Dice K came over and he was mm-hmm. dominant. For I mean, mm-hmm. he had that, what was that pitch called? That weird pitch he had. Anyways, so I think they'll always have the international draw. And um, being him so young, like, I, I hope it changes the trend, I, you know, for, for a pitcher. But I don't know, man. How... 
I know how hard it is to be a pitcher and to be a successful pitcher. Then to be able to do that at the plate day in and day out and have to do both things and work on both things constantly. And if you're going through a slump hitting, still be able to get on the bump and throw and be able to pitch well. I don't know. I, I know he's changed. I know Otani's changed the trend for, for players coming up, and there's way more dual uh their pitcher hitters coming up through the system. And you look at cards that we're pulling and it says like pitcher outfielder, pitcher shortstop, pitcher first base. So I think he's changing that, but how many people are going to be successful at it? That's the question. Right. It's always a good question to think about, but it, it's an itch, it's something to keep an eye on. I, I wonder if that's something that, that baseball in general sort of accepts and you see more development at the lower levels of players yeah. and how to maintenance their bodies and coaching on how to our managers and coaching, how to manage and coach these players through a season, knowing they're going to have the extra wear and tear pitching and hitting. And what's, what does that do to their arms? And I mean, everything's connected, right? So it's, it's, there's a science behind it. And I wonder if baseball starts looking into that and trying to find ways to utilize these very talented players that are able to do both. And how can, yeah. they, how can they maximize that? And it's a draw, you know, it's a draw to bring people in. I mean, I don't think you're going to see a lot of them. I think it's, it will never be, you won't see one per team, but. I, I think, think the next player we're going to see, the next player, not necessarily name, the next type of player we're going to see do this is going to be a closer. It's going to be somebody that throws really hard and is good for an inning and knows that he can hit all, he's good at hitting and he can come in and he can pump 98 99 100 miles per hour and and pitch once every 3 to 4 games. I think that's and what you're th- going to I think that's the next player. Then do you th- do you see a guy like that DHing when he plays cuz like where else does he play? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he just DHs and then that would just be comes in the ninth inning, swaps out, he's a pitcher now. So wow. And they they would be able to do that. Yeah, because you just well, like let's say he plays first base, just now he's pitching, and then you just like you just you do a double switch. Mm. He pitches, the pitcher gets subbed for a guy off the bench that goes to first base, and now he's pitching. Hmm, interesting, guys in the comments below, what do you think of that? I mean, is 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 Dr. just not feeling really good today, or is CC? I don't know. Maybe I'm out of my mind. <laughs> He might be on something, you do though. That? I the thought closer. You, I think you could do that. I yeah, think you, you can. You could... I think you can. I think it's just a lot of moving around to make it happen. It has to be worth it, right? It has to. This guy's got to be just filthy. Because what He's if what be... if they did this? And maybe I'm maybe I am. I'm I, I'm not on any medicine, so I'm all about the holistic <laughs> healing. So I've actually yeah. had a jar of honey in cloves of garlic that's been sitting in my cabinet for like three months. And I've been taking spoonfuls spoonfuls of that. So, uh, but I think, like, imagine this: imagine the guy's at first base and he's a closer. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the eighth inning. You guys are going up the hit. He goes down, runs down, goes in the bullpen. He throws. He's ready in the ninth. Comes in. He they do a double switch. He moves to pitcher. I think this is how you. I think how this He moves to pitcher. Then the pitcher comes out. And is subbed for the like a first baseman that goes to first base. I think you could do that. Yeah. I don't know. I think you could do it. Maybe I'm t- maybe I'm just talking on my ass right now. 
Who knows? I think it's an interesting topic. I think, like I said, I'll, I'll remain, I'll, I'm steadfast in this. It has to make sense. I mean, it's got to be an impact player, someone that's worth making that happen. There is a little yeah. bit of uh, showmanship to it because you're trying to, you know, you're, you're the, the traditional baseball fan would be, or traditional baseball guy would be, or gal would be like, well, let's just, why? What's the point? Why would we do that? Yeah. Why we just have well, it's like guys like, do you remember Kenley? Jan like Kenley Jansen was a catcher. Yeah. And they only moved him to the pitcher because he was throwing like 100 miles per hour down to second right. base. Right. So you kind of recognize there's an opportunity. I think. Yeah. I think what happens if this happens, I think it's because they they literally they do this at the lower level. See, high school, college, the minor leagues like it's something that's conditioned into the game versus something. And just all of a sudden you just do it at the pro level. I think it's something that's been happening or that you just do at the pro at the pro level. It, it comes up the system, right? It's something that gets. Yeah. And you learn how to do it, how to manage it. But I think baseball has an ability to evolve. I know our buddy Andrew likes to talk about, you know, the, the game, you know, marketing itself differently, trying to find a way to become more exciting. Um, these are things that we that the game can do without messing with the integrity of it while providing something different and unique that's clippable. That's what our society is about, clips. They want 20, 30-second clips of a player doing something extraordinary that's captured that can be shared yeah. virally. That is what it's all about. So if the game can find ways to incorporate those types of moments into it, into it, any game, any random game, doesn't have to be playoffs. I think that helps the game in the end. Yeah. All right. We'll move off of that. Your, um, I, I have a question. Cool. Let's just go on. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little question. Let's say the league just totally refranchises, right? Starts all over. Says, you know what? We're going to start all over. Give everybody a full chance. You have the number one pick in the draft. It's a full draft. Who are you taking? Who's, who is your guy that you take right now? Active player. Who's running your who's, who's Who's kicking off your team? Is it, an, is it obvious with Otani? Hmm. Top five pitcher, top ten hitter in the league. I think you got to consider it. I, I mean, you have to consider. It's definitely not Aaron Judge. I think you have to consider mm -hmm. it. I think. I think if you're and I, I mean, I'm a Julio guy. I love Julio Mariner all day, but I think Otani is such a special, special player. And I think people were quiet on him in the beginning because he got hurt, right? I think there was this lull in his pricing and there was this lull in his popularity. But I think if you really want to make an impact and have a player, one player that can provide the biggest impact on your whole team, I don't know how you don't pick Shohei Otani. I don't see – I think he takes care of himself. Um, I, I think that baseball heritage in Japan is out of, out of this world. I think it rivals America. I mean, it, it has, Otani. Yeah, I think it, you, have, you start with Otani. It has to be Otani, yeah. You kind of have yeah. to because even later in his career, what's going to happen, I can see this happening, is he's just going to pitch. They're just going to expand his like days off, and they're just going to go, all right, now you're going to – instead of pitching you know, every fifth game or whatever it might be, or every sixth game, like they're just going to pitch him like every seventh game. And so you're still going to be able to get 20 starts out of him, 25 starts out of him, not the 30-plus, but you're, you're still going to – you're still going to take advantage of the pitching. So, yeah, I think, I think so too. So you'd pick Otani as well. Who'd be your second pick? 
Put put me put put together your lineup right now. I know it's on the spot. Oh my I know you're not God, good. this is on the I spot. Know. I know. Okay, all okay. right, here we go. You're good on the spot. You're going to crack down right now. All right, my cool. outfield. I'm going Julio Acuna right now, based right on now. age. Right now. I'm right going now. Julio Acuna. Oh man, I already know I'm going Trey Turner at short. I don't care. I'm going Turner at short. Um, I'm gonna put. <laughs> you guys, I'm gonna get tore up for this. <laughs> I'm so biased because I, I, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna move Wander to second. I'm gonna tell Wander you're gonna play second. Um, third base, I'm gonna go with. Um, I kind of have to go with Arenado, right? Oh, I guess. Oh my God, I'm like, I'm freezing up right now. Do I do I take Trout in the outfield with Acuna and Julio, or do I go somewhere else? No, I'm uh, not even going to Trout. I won't even go uh, Trout. We're talking youth, uh, right? Yeah, you got to kind of go youth. Help me out here. Let's see. Got to go. You have to go Julio and Acuna. I feel like speed, you're, flash, you're flare. I think you're. I think you're forgetting somebody. Somebody I'd put in my outfield. Can you get your outfield? Here's my outfield. We'll do this in pieces, so it makes it easier. So we're yeah, not yeah, yeah. talking over each other. Okay, you got Julio, you got Acuna, and you've got. Who else? Outfield? I haven't even done my third outfield. Okay. So my outfield is Acuna, Julio, and Mookie Betts. Yeah, Mookie. How did I not not say Mookie? He's older, but I think he's still really talented and very athletic. I still think he he can hang with the young guys. My first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second, Second baseman. Second baseman. Right now, second base is kind of interesting. Second base think, is that's why I was like, oh, I'll just move this guy over because most of the guys come. Yeah, back yeah. I mean, I, I like I like Wander there, but still Wander's still young. I think I would I want Machado at third base. Yeah. I want Machado at third base and at short at shortstop. I I I have Francisco Lindor. I still think I Lindor. I think people sleep I think people sleep on him. I think he's really good. Um second base. I mean, you could throw a young guy in there, maybe move Jeremy Pena over. Mm-hmm. And have him play second. If we're if we're if we're able to play God here for a minute, pitch pitching. I mean Shohei. Um, we just talked about that. I think your catcher. Catcher's interesting. Salvador Perez, know. maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. I always feel like whatever catcher. I mean, you can find a good catcher. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm a catcher, so I, I don't There's know. So why many. I say. You're a pitcher. I'm a catcher, and I'm like, I'm just hating on it. But yeah, I, I think. Uh, if that's the core team, I think that's your core team. I mean, you find a catcher. There's a lot of good catchers. Yeah, there. you I could say Sean, you could Sean also Mur- like Sean up. Murphy. Sean Murphy's a really, really solid catcher. He's not a huge bat, but Sean Murphy's a good catcher. He's he's strong. Yeah, um, he plays. He's defensively, he's just amazing. So I think you. I, I think Will Smith is slept on too for the Dodgers. Yeah, no, Will Smith is really good. That's true. You start thinking about catchers, they start popping up all of a sudden. You start thinking of them. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of guys to leave out. You know, you, you leave out Trout, you leave out Luis Robert, you leave out Fran, uh, Fernando Tatis. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette. Where's Bo Bichette fit into that mix? I mean, yeah, you, you know, can ask. You can make a you can make a case for Machado at third. I think Machado's you know? better than Arnado at third. Do you yeah. think Arnado's better than Machado? I think Machado is a better third baseman than Nolan Arnado defensively. Yeah. I mean, they're both good. I, I, it's so hard. They're both good. Like yeah, putting good. putting together a team, you're gonna get like you'd be like, all right, can I have my roster at 36 players? You know, right. 
Can I have can I have four nines out there? <laughs> four four sets of nine different people, nine nine different lineups. I mean, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so let's 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 merge into one more topic before we go because we want to keep this short. Everybody's kind of you know we have technology issues. You're not feeling good. Let's talk yeah. about um, Anthony Volpe. I hear that Volpe Volpe is Volpe. Volpe right? Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with names today. Anthony Volpe is set to make the opening day roster from the last I've read. The Yankees He's having a great spring. Where'd you read that? MLB.com. Oh, he's my set to make God. opening day roster. And that's, that's, wild. that's what they're saying. He's having a great spring. What is it time to move your Volpe cards? Is it time to buy your Volpe cards? Like, what if you're someone, obviously, spend money at your own risk, your own leisure, be smart, prudent, do your due diligence. But if you're listening to DR and DPZ and we talk about baseball all the time, um, and we think about it and dream about it, love it. Volpe, is he a guy you grab now or is he a guy you sell? You said earlier, get rid of all your cards right now. If you're this is the time to kind of get out of a lot of cards. Do you get into Volpe? Yeah, is it time yeah. to sell? And I him? think people some people took that out of context. What I was trying to say, they were like, Oh, like that creates a bubble. You're just dumping all your I was like, No, 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 no. I was saying by like, let's say you have six Volpe cards, they're all autos, they're all graded. It's like you know, in the Outside chance that he becomes, let's just say he becomes the next Derek Jeter for the Yankees, and he has this amazing career. It's like just, just, just he's so high right now. It's like sell a couple of those cards and then keep the ones that you either really like or they're the true colors, or you just like there's a sentimental value because you pull the card in a break and you're like, hey, I pulled this, I want to keep this. Just do that because I think like. Don't get caught with the bag. Don't. Here's the thing that people get so they they lose money because what they do is they go, oh well, you know, I'm gonna hold and he's he's this and I'm gonna get so much money out of him and it's gonna keep going up. And people lost their ass when that just does not come true. Everyone thought Luca cards were just going to keep going up. It's not. It's not. Doesn't how. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. So, I would take advantage of the market right now with these certain players, cash in on some things, hold some things, and and then see how it goes. If if you if you take two if you sell two of his cards and you make some money right now, and he doesn't become anything, then you're going to be like, oh man, I'm so glad I moved those cards. Like I I made money off those that investment. But if you if you hold hold the bag hold the bag oh he's just gonna keep going up he gets injured boom everything just comes crashing down you know his numbers are gonna come down people are gonna just not collect them anymore they won't you know so it's like just be smart about it and don't here's one thing and clip this clip this I'm serious ninety nine percent of the First offer you get on cards, it's going to be the best offer you ever get. Take that offer. <laughs> you don't understand how many people that we've dealt with and that we've hit cards with that end up not selling because they're the chat or everybody, oh, my God, look at this card you hit. Ooh, it's so big. And, oh, my God, it's worth $50,000. And then I tell them, like, hey, man probably like 12 to 15 grand. Like if you can get that offer, take it. 
And they're like, no, no, man. It, these guys are telling me it's this much. And then that first offer comes in $20,000. And they're like, no, no, no. Then come to find out they sell it for way less. And then they call me like, oh, I should have listened to you. Like, yes, because you not only do you want to sell, you want to sell because the, the guys that are going to buy on the hype, right? They're buying. Oh, my God, that card's big. I'll spend a ton on that. And then when they come to find out, it's like that market is so small. Nobody has the money to fork out $20,000 cash. Your market no. for that buyer is so small that you end up just selling it for way less. Or someone goes, you know, I'll, I'll give an example. A $20,000. Oh, I have it. This card's worth $20,000. It's like, do you understand how many people are going to fork out $20,000 cash for a card or a wire? Like Most of the time, you're going to get, well, I'll give you eight cash and 12 trade because I have all these cards sitting here and I'm just, I'll just dump a bunch of, of mid to mid to high end cards on you for trade and I'll get the card. So the first offer most likely be your best offer. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. I'm telling you right now, I know friends that have got so greedy and they got kicked in the balls because they got offers. I'm going to give you an example. One example, and then we can call this if you want. Guy Good. hits a card, monster wit, a massive card. He got an offer for $110,000 on the card. He goes, I think it's worth $150,000. I think it's worth $150,000. I said, dude, you'll never see this offer again. This card is not worth this much. You'll never see it again. Can't even sell the card for twenty five dollars now. Take those first offers. <laughs> Please do yourself a favor and take those first offers. Take money off the table. Folks, this is Daddy Rips on 80%, maybe 50%. Yeah. You guys see our names below us. I'm going to call that the pick to rip. I'm calling the pick to rip today for, for my friend over here, DR. We're calling that pick to rip is don't be greedy. Take money off the table. Take that first offer. Don't, don't lose out on an opportunity to put some money in your pocket. A lot of people have cards for capital, but I think that's a great way to end it. Your pick for tonight. Who wins? USA, Japan. Where are you going with? Oh, I got to go USA. Red, white, and blue, of baby. Course. Let's, Let's go. go, baby. Let's I'm go, gonna baby. Say, Let's I'm going to call it up. I'm going to say seven to five USA wins. Seven to five. Seven to five. I will go 10. I'm going to go 10, six USA. 10, six. Nice. Let's do it. it. Hey guys, Luca nation. We love you. Follow us. Appreciate everybody. All the, all the stuff. With nearly 40 years as the most trusted resource for collectors dating back to the first Beckett magazine in 1984. Beckett has been the brand that bridges generations of the hobby. We're happy to be partnering with Beckett and look forward to keeping you all updated on the big things happening at the company in 2023. Beckett, it's the name you know and the name you can trust.